0: Hello and welcome to part two of the Bill podcast with the mighty Robert Hudson. Coming up, we discuss Rob's life after the Bill. But first, let's talk about his decision to move on from Sun Hill and his guest returns. You, uh, Nick, and Eamon all left around the same time. So were you all thinking about
1: moving on and, and doing um, things? Um, we didn't discuss it with each other. We wasn't like our contracts were up at different times. Mm. I was the first one. The contract was up in May and we had to go and see the producers just after Christmas and say what we thought we were doing and that so they could plan there next year. And I'd been thinking about it for a while, thinking, I don't want to get stuck in that. I kind of feel... I felt a bit of a fraud that I was only Yolkie Smith and I thought, well, I like to do different things and stuff and I I thought about it a lot and I, I did make... I did talk to a lot of directors that directed me in the series... Uh, and stuff like that, casting a in the I said, oh, don't worry about it. I mean, I'll use you in stuff, and I'll use you in stuff. And I thought, OK, I made a choice. So I went to see uh, Peter after Christmas, and uh, I said, I don't want to get involved in a... I'm not going to say this uh, and uh, to get involved in a big price war, like a wages war. I said, rather than get, you know, oh, we'll go for you this and do the do, do, I just thought, I think I'd... I think I, need, I want to leave, actually. I says, I've learned a lot, but I think I need to move on. And P- Peter was great, actually. He says, he says look, Rob, some actors come and tell me that. And I'm thinking, don't, because this is all you're going to do, to be honest. Uh, he says, but you, I've got no qualms that you're going to go on and do stuff.
0: Oh, wow. I said, oh,
1: thanks a lot on that. So, And then, and honest to me, they, those two were thinking the same thing. But we left at different times, because the contracts were up at different times, so, as I just say, I left in May, and I think one left just after me, and one left just before me, and they, it shocked them, because three of the main characters left at the same time, and they kind of went through a, a weird period where they just said, we don't want that to happen again, so they just saturated with loads of, character, with loads of other actors, but they weren't characters, they were just anybody could have done, said what they said, but we had writers writing for us. So if I'd, if I'd, the, the scripts that I'd be written, like as in Faitack, as in, no other actor could have done it because it was written for me. It would have been a different thing. Um, whereas they did kind of, it did become a bit, um, for a period, I mean, I watched it going, it seems to be no characters anymore. They're just bodies, if you know what I mean. Because mm. uh, they panicked a bit. Uh, and then, <clears throat> then later on, a couple of years later, it changed, and it, it's kind of got a bit soapy. Yeah. Which um, I thought oh, they have missed the point of the, or the premise of what it was like at the beginning, you know, with the police and stuff. But it still had some great episodes, but um, I thought oh, they moved away from what they originally set out to do, in, in my eyes, anyway.
0: Yeah. And they at least you got a farewell episode, because not everyone did, you know. Um... Yeah.
1: I mean, that was great, that farewell episode. It was... I had such a laugh doing it. And it was weird doing the last shot.
0: Of course. Well, you, you, you got a farewell from Kelly Lawrence that's had millions yeah, of men jealous. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, in the pub. That was, that was quite funny, that. Uh, we'd have a, we did have a laugh doing that. Yeah. Of course, then, then I came back and did two other... That's right, yeah. ...one-offs.
0: Which, which is nice that they invited you back, because, again, yeah. I
1: didn't... it is. I mean, it was weird when, I went, when they asked me to do the Christmas special. Yeah. Uh, I said, uh, they said, want you. Know. I said, well, how can I be in it? I said, I've, I've left a force, and the agent started laughing. He says, "Apparently, I says, what? he says, you've rejoined the force in Sheffield, and now you're in CID." I went, "Ooh, interesting. Okay." I said, "Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that." Yeah. Uh, and that was quite, that was quite funny. I, and because and, and, I was working with Mark, had, I worked with right at the beginning, which was which was quite which was quite interesting.
0: Yeah, and on the train and Sarah Lancashire is in. Uh, there, yes, isn't... I was going to
1: say Sarah Lancashire. She wasn't. She was. She'd just been Miss Betterby, and so she was in Corrers, but she wasn't as big. After that, she went back to Corrers, and that's when she took off completely. Yeah. Uh, after that, but she because she was on the train, and I'm saying and Mark says, "I know her. What's your wish?" She says, <laughs> "I don't know." And then all of a sudden, I went Miss Betterby. He went, "What?" I went, "Oh, forget <laughs> it. No, it's just she played Miss Betterby in the, in Corris, and then she." <laughs> Became one of the main characters after that. Um, so it is, a, I mean, when I see some of the old episodes, and you see, I see a lot of actors that weren't, had not done a lot of stuff when they did that. You think, God, that's so-and-so. God, that's so-and-so. Oh, God, so-and-so. And looking really younger. And at the time, you, they just, you know, actors like me, they're just getting on with stuff. Yeah. And then they go off and do, you know, massive stuff, and, and you forget that they're in it.
0: Yeah, Kathy Burks in your last episode, yeah, in the video shop.
1: No, oh, she's a nightmare. <laughs> she just makes you laugh all the time. I mean, I've known Kathy. I knew Kathy before that when she used to do stuff uh, in Islington and stuff. So working with her, so we're doing the scene and that. And she just used to look at me in a certain way and I used to crack up. And Dalex is good. Rob, what are you doing? I said, it's Cathy. she's not doing anything. I said, she is. You'll stand in front of her and Kathy used to like twinkle in her eye and look at me. I said, I'm not I'm not doing anything, Rob. I'm not doing anything. I said, Cathy, for God's sake, stop doing that. No, I'm not doing anything. I said, Kathy, you know what you're doing. And we we did have a did have a laugh doing it. But she, but she's just such she's just one of the nice people. She's such a lovely, lovely person. And so unassuming, and, you know, the stuff that she's done is, like, brilliant, and people she's just great, Kathy, but she is funny as anything. (laughs) She's just so funny.
0: And what was it like immediately after you left the bill? Presumably, when you don't have that routine, you know, it it must have been a bit of a shock to the system.
1: The funny thing is, the week after I left the bill, I went up for a commercial, which I got, and then I went up for a a film, Delight Mate, I got called back again. Then I got called back again. And it was about, it was set in Black, well, Feast Up in Blackpool, it was about a formation ballroom dance team. Wow. Uh, and it, it was a bit like, I suppose, Brastoff, where the, the guy that runs it, he's, he's died or dead or something, so we all pulled together to do it for him and blah, blah, blah. And it was a bit of a who's who uh, of young actors at the time do it. It was me, Sean Bean, Con O'Neill, Owen Teal, you know, that were a bit kind of thing at the time and went off and did did a, did a dance audition to make make sure you could move and the choreographer was all in Phillips. Wow. And it all went marvellous they uh, and I think Priscilla John cast it and she phoned me and she says, Oh, Rob's great, it's gonna be uh, this is right, um yeah, he's got it, he's got it. Um, so what we'll do is, uh, the directors, it was being financed by Yorkshire Television and this firm in America. Yorkshire Television's money's in place, he's just gone to America to finalise the money there. When he gets back, we'll send the contracts out. So I'm thinking, but well, this is easy, I've wrapped the bill, I've got, a, I've got a commercial, I've got a film, it's, it's easy peasy. <laughs> then he was delayed coming back, Then he, and then all of a sudden he said, the money's fallen through in America. Oh. So it's been put on hold. Then, later on, they decided, a few uh, months or so later, they wanted dancers, who could actually I thought, that's never going to work. You can't, it just do not work, that. And then it, it just got shelved, and it never got made. Oh. So I went from, like, oh, this is going to be great, and and then that got shelved. And at the time, I was thinking, no, it's all right. And then I did a, an episode of a new series called Saracen, with Antonia Bird directing it. I mean, she was... I knew she was doing it because she directed stuff that I'd done and I got on great with her and I, I used to phone her up and says how's it going and I says wait can't you get me in something I'm like joking she says oh I'm doing this I I says get me in get me in she says I can't this old cast and that she says and there's only like villains I says oh I want to play a villain I want to play a villain she says they don't do anything they're only in a few scenes they need to get shot and I was oh I don't mind I'll do that she went sure you shouldn't be doing that I says no it'll be, be a laugh So me and and i tell you what the other villain was neil dudgeon oh, now for wow. murders <laughs> so it's amazing stuff that you do when you all set out and that so and we were just wondering about and i got shot shot in it and it was like it was just a laugh to do and then i do bits and bobs and then i mean i left in kind of may and i went first time i met john godbert i auditioned for him to do on the Beast which was going to start in January of 90. And then I got called in, did they want to do Bouncers because somebody dropped out just before that. So it, it wasn't really a long time. Uh, I did two or three little act, uh, little TV jobs and then I did John's thing and I, I was on tour him for six months, which in a way I, I was glad because it, it gave me like right, a crash course in working space in theatre. But also before that, the... The franchise stuff was all going off, and i didn't we didn't we weren 't aware of that at the time, which meant that all the t v companies were holding on to the money to bid for their franchise that 's why Thames lost their franchise and knife Carlton yeah.
2: uh,
1: so they weren 't making anything they weren 't making any new dramas if you If you look back during that year after after I left, they were nearly all repeats of of various shows. the only things they made were like nailed-on bagged things that, that that have already been done, big like costume dramas and that. But anything else, they weren't commissioning anything because they were holding onto the money. So all the contacts I'd made, i.e. the directors and stuff, they weren't working. If they're not working, I'm not working. So it, it, I didn't know, I didn't wasn't aware of it. I just thought it's a bit quiet and da, da, da. But then I got involved with, the, you know, doing for Old Truck. And so... and when you leave a show like that, you've got to stay in the circle. Mm. You've got to stay in, on, on the radar. And I'd kind of disappeared because I did all this theatre and I was, I was out of the loop. And then when you get back, it, it, it's difficult to try and get back into it, which I've found that, you know, since from then on. But t- to be honest, people always ask me what do you prefer. I, said, I prefer theatre. I prefer doing it because you get a, Immediate feedback, and you know, and it, it I know how to work an audience. I know how to be on stage. I love being on stage. Technically, I mean, technically, TV and theatre. I know technically I'm very good. It doesn't mean I'm a good actor. It's it's up to what other people think about what I portray and stuff. That's a that's open to interpretation. But technically, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, where to stand, how not to stand. You know, what how to be. A, you know that kind of thing. But um, it, they are two totally different ways of working. I mean, when we were doing the burl, especially the half hours, you'd get guest artists coming in, or somebody said, "Oh, I saw him, I saw him in that production at uh, King's Head in Islington. He was brilliant." He was this, that, and the other. I went, oh, all right. But if they've never done theatre, they've never done TV before. It's amazing how many fall apart as soon as the director says action. It's like they've got a mouthful of chewing gum. Right. I did I think it was a, one of her very first TV things was Stella Gonne who's become like loads of stuff she would you know House of Elliot she was one of the main characters in House of Elliot and she was working at the RSC at the time uh, and she came to do this this episode and she was brilliant but she was moving about mm. you can't do that with a camera I mean she came in she's been battered you know wife her husband and, litter, and I was at the front desk and she's doing stuff and it was great. I was like, God, that's really awful, you know. And thinking you can't, you can't be moving like right to left like that. Stella, because mm-hmm. you know he's not going to pick it. And I was aware, aware of where the camera was, so I was moving to try and give it a shot. And Dad says, Stella, Stella, you've got to stand still. You can't be moving left to right because we, we're losing you behind Robin. Da, da, da. She went, All oh, right, right, And she looked at me. I said, Stella, can I just say? I think what you're doing is brilliant, but just stay, stay to that side of me. Don't. Yeah cross, don't cross me, because the the camera's going to lose you, it's going to not pick you up, and it would be a shame not to see what you're doing, she went, oh right, okay then, and then she goes off and does else, and then she's like, mega, <laughs> so, uh, but it is, you know, to see people that's never worked, and because I didn't have a lot to do when I very first started, I learnt at my own pace, mm. it wasn't like you just got thrown in and you're doing this and you you're worrying too much about being in shot and not worrying about your performance. Mm. I could worry about the the technicalities of working on camera, and then once I got that, then I started to be given stuff where it was about performance.
0: And you had a nice bill reunion on Doctors.
1: Yeah, Chris and, uh, and Graham, yeah, that was <laughs> that was weird, that. I mean, obviously Chris is a mate, I've known him for years, so it was good that I know, but I didn't know it was Graham was doing it until I turned up, I went, oh my God. <laughs> Like us two, we were just laughing about it, saying it's the Bill, the Bill Reunion. Yeah. Then it, we, took, we took photos and stuff. I said, God, who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it?
0: Yeah.
1: The thing is about Chris, he doesn't look any different. No, he, he the, does. He
0: does look sub- amazing, yeah.
1: <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Uh, but yeah, I think, God, Chris, he just looked floppy here and did he know A few more lines, but that's about it. I'm thinking, God, Chris. I mean, the, the reason why I, I work with the, uh, John Godber is because of Chris, because he, John taught Chris when he, Chris was at school and he did a very early stuff and he was in the first bouncers up at Edinburgh and the first oh. up and under up in Edinburgh. And he kept, so when we got, when we became friends on the bill, he says, you've got to meet John Godber, you're perfect for all talk, you're perfect for all talk, you've got to meet John. And we were going to arrange to meet for drinks and stuff and he, one, you know, for one thing or another, we never quite, met up so but obviously he was on the radar so when he did on the piece day i got called up to to meet him so uh oh wow it was uh that's how that's how old took and god came about for me i mean i can remember chris was doing it was doing um while i was filming the bill he was doing bouncers in the west end and we went down to see it and i, I saw it and i thought that is what i want to do Mm. That is the theatre that is made. I just want to do that. It, it's so exciting. It's so different. It, it, I just fell in love with it. it. It really, I thought, that's it. That's what I want to do. Oh, so wow. working with, I mean, not everything's bouncers, but um, that play is genius and it's, it's, it's timeless. Mm. Mm. I mean, over the years, I've done it three times. I did it in 89. I did it in around about 2000s before that. And then I did it again for John. Uh, about three years ago it's um, different versions but it's just that's my favourite part Lucky Eric is I've always done Lucky Eric and I just I am Lucky Eric (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's kind of like I mean John bless him uh, did say that you know I was one of the best Lucky Eric's that he's had I mean he's probably just massaging my ego but it was just nice that John appreciate you know said that uh, because I just love doing it I just think it's a genius piece of work.
0: What else would you like to add to your resume? What are your hopes for the future? What would you like to get your teeth into next?
1: No particular part, but I, I would. The thing is that the weird thing is, is I'm, I'm a character actor, and I was lucky when I worked for Truck because I got to play loads of different things. Now, sometimes casting directors can be a bit, a bit blind, blinded by well. They see you do one thing, you think that's what you do. But actors, for God's sake, we could do anything. That's, that's mm. kind of surely what the thing is. I mean, in one year at Hull Truck, I played a bisexual club singer <laughs> when I got to sing, a dad that was put upon at Christmas, a big comic piece, and Macduff in Macbeth. Wow. Now, you couldn't get three more different parts if you tried. But I know for a fact that if any cast- anybody that didn't know me, if you saw me do... One of those, that's all they would cast me in. Right. They wouldn't dream that you know I could do Macduff where I look like you know I was going to rip somebody's head off any second. Yeah. It is that. That's what I like doing, and I would like. I like to do that. I like to do that kind of dark thing. I would like to play something on TV Mm. that's very dark. That. Because only because I know I've got the technical ability to do it now. Whether yeah. whether the performance is right, that's you know I just have to open, hope it is. But I know technical aspects of TV. on film. You know I'm working with a camera.
0: Well, you were in the uh, the Red Riding trilogy, weren't you? That that was. Yeah,
1: I mean that was a that was a last minute thing. Because I know the, the casting director. She she phoned me and she said, look, I know he might not want to do it, but it's just a couple of pieces I said yeah I said I hope she knows I'm doing her a favour and mm. he says yeah she does know you're doing her favour because she jumped in at last minute uh, and everybody else he's done better and I thought well it might be good it's, it's good to be in it you know to to have your name involved in something that was so good and like I said I, I'm able to I'm able to do that I, I am like a job in actor That is he free can he do this yeah yeah I'm not. I'm not going to hold things up. I'm not going to be, you know, at that point in time when somebody's dropped out and they need somebody to step in. They don't want a no kid that, that that's getting all phased by lights, camera, action kind of thing. Mm. They want somebody that knows what he's doing and that's, you know, it's not like a giving a performance. I'm just being natural and, but hitting the marks and being in shot and I can be heard. That's yeah. what it. That's what it is. And you're still learning as well. Yeah. Of course, uh, you never stop learning, and any actor that thinks he knows it all is a fool. is a fool. Because you always, and whenever you work with people, watch what they do. You, you might not like it, you, and, but either way, it's good, because you could think, oh, I must remember, don't do that, or I must try and do that kind of thing. And I, when I work with directors, especially working with John, because of, I know John so well, you learn so much by watching how John directs other people and what they do how they react to that direction. Mm. That's when you learn. It's like you think, oh, that's clever. Yeah, that's... Or you do. You hear them do. I mean, I've worked with actors that are, are so different to me, the way they were. I mean, Bill Oakley, for one, uh, in, uh, when we did Deck Collectors, great actor. On stage, he's just like, I believe everything he does. But the way he gets to that point is so totally different to me. He's very building block and he builds it up. And I think, and then when he when he does it, you think, I believe it. I'm great. And I'm all over all over the shop. I kind of want to run before I can walk. I mean, the secondary rehearsal. I'm I'm getting angry because I don't know lines. And I go, it's the secondary rehearsal, Rob. Calm down. Because I want to perform. I want to do what I have ideas about what the character does. And then I'll change it. Then I think, oh, that didn't work. Next day, I'll come out with something totally different. Last but one player did for John pulls apart. And it was about, uh, it was set in a theatre on the stage of a theatre, so the theatre was, the was the set kind of thing. Uh, and there was a big scaffolding, and these guys had been uh, brought in to fix the roof, unbeknownst to me, who's the theatre manager, and we've got, we're have got we open a show that night. <laughs> I said, what's happening here? Uh, and we're doing it, and he, wanted, he says, I want him kind of ambiguously, sexuality, so... He might be gay, but he's a bit effeminate, but we're not. I says, right. I says, oh, I know what might work. I said, "Uh, you know, Edinburgh. He goes, Rob, no, we don't want any accents. Just do you. Yeah, but I think it might. No, 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 no. I went, "Mm, all right. So I started doing rehearsals, and I couldn't seem to make it work in the Yorkshire accent. I sounded too camp, and I didn't want it to sound too camp. So I turned up uh, one Saturday morning rehearsal. I said, John, I've been thinking and he's going, oh yeah <laughs> I said, just let me do this rehearsal in an Edinburgh accent no, I said, just let me do it just, just and, uh, you know if you don't like it, we well, won't do it he says, alright so I come in and I says, right well, what's going on here then, look at this bloody scaffolding it's causing a right mess here we've got, we've got all these things, it's littered about we've got a show to put on come on lads, let's get moving and so I did that and John's going it works I said, I oh, know it does. He went, oh, I don't believe it. He said, <laughs> All right, all right, do it. Oh. And he did, it worked for the character so I could do a light voice without it sounding too camp. Yeah. Certain voices and certain accents lend themselves to certain things. And and I just lined it up a bit and and then everybody was saying, Who's oh, that Scottish actor that John Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <on that thing?" laughs> Rob's turning up with his bag of tricks. What do we want, old man? John loves me old man, he does what he likes. To it. <laughs> Are you going to do that again? I said, yeah, I'll do that. Same. He said, you sound like my dad. I said, no, it's based on my granddad. You know, cos people, when they're a bit old, they, they talk a bit like that as though they've got stuff <laughs> stuck in their throat. I mean, one day, you know, I asked, she she give me a cup of tea and she said, sit down here, Arthur, <laughs> don't be messing about. And I did that, I did that as <laughs> something and he just you're right, so in that like, if you got multiple he goes do that again. I went, Okay, no problem.
0: Brilliant. I love it. Well, we're so grateful for you and all your all your characters to have <laughs> given your time to us. What is your message to fans of the bill, fans of Yorkie and and does it please you that people are still discovering your work on the show?
1: Yes. I was amazed when John told me that you and um and when you, I mean, I forget a lot of stuff. And you were saying, "What about when you did this?" And I'm thinking, "God, yeah, I'd about that." Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it is. Um, it's, a, it's a big word of legacy, but it's like at least when I've gone, I've got something that people can look at, and I'm, I, I'm, it means a lot to me that it's it's there. It will always it will always be there, and people, uh, you know, people appreciate. What I've done. I mean, the big thing when people say to me about being an actor is all of. Obviously, I want to make a living at it. I, I said, I don't want to be buying yachts in Monte Carlo. I said, but just make a living at it, and I just want respect from my peers.
0: Yeah,
1: there's nothing better than other actors talking about it, saying he's good, he's a good actor. Him or directors going, I want to work with him again. That means more to me than anything because you're doing your job right. Mm. You're doing it. I mean, I take. I take great pride in what I'm doing. I do I mean I take the mickey out of it and, I, and, I, and I, because it's just a job it's no I'm no better or worse than anybody else it's just respect just respect for what anybody does and it's a job but I do take it I do take it seriously and I do try and do it to the best of my ability but at the same time I don't take me too seriously and that's the main thing is don't take yourself too, too seriously because it's just um, it's a job at the end of the day
0: On behalf of all the fans, I can say that it's worked and you you are a phenomenal actor and I I cannot wait to see what is next. I'm so grateful to you for sharing your time today, Rob. I really
2: am.
1: No, no problem. Not at all. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it.
2: Hello, this is Ben Payton and you have been listening to The Bill Podcast with special thanks to Robert Hudson. Produced and presented by Oliver Crocker. Co-produced by James Ledane. Alex Mockler, and Tasha Paul. Executive produced by Simon Banstead, Joseph Beaver, Chris Booth, Daniel Christopher, Andrew Dyack, Paul Dunn, George Fairbrother, Luke Hegarty, Benjamin Hughes, Edward Kellett, Jen Morris, Stuart Morris, Justin Pitt, Tom Sherrington, Patrick Stratford, and Sarah Went. The Bill Podcast is brought to you in association with author George Fairbrother and Misty Moon Events. You can find out more about both by visiting georgefairbrother.com and mistymoonfilmsociety.com. Oh, and if you like films and you would like to read my reviews, please visit foryourfilmsonly.com.